It's Two Jerks, One Vote, and we're doing a quick four-minute sprint through the They Know song fight, followed by our The Sugary Goo Inside song fight reviews. Hi, I'm Chumpy, and this is The Jerk. Hi. Now here's how this thing works. We've won some fights enough that we think we know our stuff. We'll listen to your submission, subjected to our praise and our derision. I know that sounds unfair. You're not obliged to care Yeah, you're gonna lose This song fight And yes, I'm talking to you Yeah, you're gonna lose This song fight Deep down inside you know that it's true Most of these bands are gonna lose When this song fight is done And your band's won And by your band's won I don't mean your band's won With bands being a contraction of band has And one meaning the past tense of win Those are just tricky homonyms What I'm really trying to say is that You're one of the losers Alright, welcome everybody Since uh, there haven't been any song fights lately I could finally, finally discuss something That I've been wanting to talk about for a long, long time Now, in order to fully understand the implications of this. We have to go back in time a little bit. Now, back in 1947, Britain decided to let the United Nations... Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Ryan, Ryan, we have a song fight to do. Like, oh. save this for your other podcast. Oh, okay. All right, sure, sure, sure. All right, well, well if that's the case, then I guess, uh, let's see, should we talk about anything in the beginning before we get to the reviews? Uh, just that we failed on the they know fight, and I guess we can apologize for that. That's mostly yeah. my fault. Like, uh, Ryan was ready to do this, but I had a shitty week at work, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off, and eventually, you know, it's no longer relevant. So I guess we're just launching right into the sugary goo inside. Actually, yeah, if you don't mind, I'll go over my uh, reviews like as quickly as humanly possible for they know and then it'll I'll, I'll just do it in, a, in a, a long diatribe. It'll probably last two minutes or so and then we'll get that out of the way and then we'll go into the sugary goo. How's that? Awesome. Roll it. All right. Okay. So uh, first up, the they know album art. Unironic use of the papyrus font? I don't think so, honey. Berkeley social scene. Could use some dynamic variation. The song is fine. Sloppy editing click at a minute and 49. There are vocal pitch correction artifacts in the bridge. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy mixing. But I still voted for it because uh, the lyrics are really good. Faster Jackalope. They say someday we'll never come. Sounds familiar. Very Blink-182. Lots of fun. Uh, but we already reviewed this. I did vote for it. Uh, let's see. Hot Life. video game sounds but come on man don't hide your vocals under all those effects vocals also sound a little unconfident uh, through the verses but when that chorus hits it all comes together so why do we only get that chorus once don't skimp on good choruses James Owens they know a melodramatic opening, which would work if it was clearly for comic effect as it is, I can't tell. The lyrics are not funny, so if that was a joke, well, then mission not accomplished. If it's supposed to be serious, then the melodrama kind of undercuts that. Metro Boys. Seems like a sketch of a song. Is this Duckman? Uh, it's not bad. Not really my thing, though, but uh, I always appreciate real drums. The lyrics seem a little slapped together. Not the best bass playing I've ever heard. Still, uh, I voted for it because it's not bad. 
uh, Midnight Yacht Club. Girl. Yeah, down the uh, beat happening with a better singer. Uh, <laughs> it's nice, pleasant, unobtrusive. Uh, that end fade out is too quick. I immediately got my head bobbing to this song, and that's always a good sign still. I feel like uh, any half-competent band could just improvise this song instead of, you know, uh, planning it out. Voted for it, though. OG Lawn Darts. Sometimes you have to stay in bed. That Beach Boy organ is a little cutting uh, in that register. It's just really high. Uh, turn that shit down a little. Great to hear a different sound from Small Town Mike. Uh, Chumpy, you got your whoa BVs in the bridge. I'm back in the on the bridge. Uh, great work. Definitely voted for it. Paco Del Stinko. Different tone to Baco's vocal performance, which was pretty cool to hear. Uh, I like that bass guitar stuff, and I really like those backing vocals. Great song definitely voted for it pig farmer jr Come in, welcome to close the door. we've heard that riff before a good song great vocal performance and like why did i complain about over earnestness in his previous songs but this one works somehow uh, i don't know it's a good song though and i voted for it it was sappy but he sold it rev and Ujn, i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right Heavy effects on the vocals. Now, why are you hiding your vocals under all that crap? I don't want to have to stretch to try and make sense out of what you have consciously, you know, turned into an electronic mumble. Uh, boring electronic drum settings, otherwise uh, interesting choices. You know, there might be a good song in here. I just don't want to have to excavate it. Third cat. I'll keep pretending I'm the man. I love the mixing on the track, and the feel of the song is really good. That high, thin buzz synth is a little annoying, kind of like a mosquito. Uh, I love that increase in tempo at the end. It's a great song. I like it. I voted for it. Ujn and Rev, or Reeve. Scouring the land, they will seek you out. This is the way to do it. You know, have your vocals out front. It's confident delivery, good attitude. I prefer harmonies over these, uh, the doubled vocal lines, but I thought it was awesome. And I definitely voted for it, eagerly voted for it. And that was They Know. All right, cool. That is out of the way. Do you get anything else you want to say before we move on to uh, Berkeley's social scene? Who won the They Know was that? Oh, Faster, Faster Jackalope, Jackalope one. Yeah, of course. Of course. That was an And it was my final song. vote, I'm sure, that put them over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, a well, a well-deserved win from Faster Jackalope. They should sound like Blink-182 every fight. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could just launch into the sugary goo inside. Yeah, let's get our sugary goo on. So first up, Berkeley Social Scene. And this time it's Ken singing. I think his voice is in fine form, but I immediately heard I'll stop the world and meld with you, like within the first 10 seconds somehow. Okay. Uh, But that feeling was gone by the time the chorus came on. 
And I liked how they worked all of the, you know, the words in the title into the song without turning it into an awkward title chorus hook, which may not have turned out so well for them. So I think they did, they made the right choice there. I like the guitar harmonics in the rhythm section, yeah. but they're ever present throughout the song. And eventually my ear just got tired out. Like I just, something about them bugged me after a while. Uh, the final chorus, they have these backing gang vocals that go like, show me, tell me, sweetness, and my heart, I think. But it's hard to tell exactly what they're saying. It's a good idea, but it doesn't work that well because it's really muddy and it's hard to make out what they're saying. And I think it just muddies things up and doesn't really add a lot, but mm. otherwise a good idea. Uh, I thought this was a you know decent Berkeley social scene song. Ken mentioned that they tried to think out of the box, but they ended up back in the box. Oh, was, was that in the bulletin board? Yeah. I didn't read that, and that's my rant. Uh, should I start it? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the optional challenge was to think outside the box, and this song is super duper conventional. You know, it's fine, it's a good song, but we've all heard this kind of thing before, and it's nothing new, and it's not outside the box. You know, and I know, yes, optional is half of the term optional challenge, but, you know, why are these guys not taking up the challenge? The song is good, it's catchy. The guitar work, the harmonic, I thought the harmonics were amazing and it didn't bother my ears, uh, didn't grate on them. And uh, great vocals, but you know they had a good reason, a good excuse to do something weird here and they, and they just skipped out on it. And that was a real disappointment to me. So yeah, a, a good strong song, a good catchy, strong, normal song. Yeah, speaking yeah. of outside the box, next up we've got Hot Life. And let's see, this is Hot Life's second entry. Their first one was in the They Know Fight, which Ryan briefly summarized at the start of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And they picked up a handful of votes there. So they're back in this fight, and it's it's good to see song fight newcomers showing up and you know making some music. So that makes me happy. So yeah. let's see, this song has a drum machine, a couple of different synths, a saxophone, and some you know multi-tracked layered vocals. So it has an interesting sort of outside of the box sound right off the top. I guess the sugary goo inside is apparently El Dopa. And they have this funny wordplay where they say, I mean El Dopamine, which I thought was interesting. Uh, this yeah. is an interesting and unique sounding song, although it's not actually catchy. And I have to sort of question, do I like it? I don't know. Once or twice, it didn't hurt my feelings too much. Yeah, I, I thought this was you know, definitely more outside the box. Uh, it was difficult to tell if the mismatched vocal tracks were on purpose or not. It seemed like it was probably going for kind of like a doubled up vocal lead but they got off track with each other so often and I couldn't tell if that was on purpose or not. If it was on purpose, you know, maybe it didn't go far enough or maybe it just wasn't done carefully enough or something like that. But if it wasn't done on purpose, then sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. That's the thing. If I can't tell, then it may as well not be on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so, not like a reasoning behind it. Like it didn't make sense. I don't know. It's kind of like if somebody is playing an instrument or playing a guitar solo or doing something 
and they do something and it sounds like they made a mistake, if it was on purpose, then it doesn't matter if it sounds like a mistake. You know, it still it still registers as as a mistake. So. If, if it seemed like I think if it were more obvious or more consistent or something like that, then it, it might have worked better if they'd meant to do it. If they hadn't meant to do it, then it's just sloppy. Uh, also, was that real brass? I think so. I think it was a real saxophone. That's really impressive. Yeah. 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 But it also gave it kind of like this real 80s feel, you know, in, in not such a great way, like 80s avant-garde. Um, was not was Laurie Anderson, and that's fine. That's it, it, you know, it's it's good and it's cool. I like was not was, and I like Laurie Anderson. But yeah, it, it felt a little dated that way, and it doesn't matter. It's still really terribly impressive. It might have been better with either a less dramatic or a more dramatic over the top vocal delivery too. Like I like this song though, and it aced the optional challenge, so I'm definitely voting for it. All right, next up we've got Midnight Yacht Club. This is another artist who had their first entry with They Know in the They Know fight. So welcome again, Song Fight newcomers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a very strong first entry with 13 votes, which they were one vote away from tying for third. So I'd, I'd say that's pretty good for your first Song Fight submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I dig this, the sound of this. The opening is great. It's got this glockenspiel hit that just gets louder and louder until it distorts. And then it winds down like a record player being powered down. And then like all of a sudden, this happy glockenspiel-driven children's song-type melody takes over. But it seems like the lyrics are about a relationship, which is weird in a children's song kind of context. I liked how they worked, you know, lines like thinks outside the box into the lyrics. At least they got the literal (laughs) thinking outside the box. And they did a great job, probably the best job of any song in this fight, of working the title into a chorus hook. So, like, you know, it's like, first she reveals the sugary goo inside. And I don't know, it just it just worked out. Like, I feel like that title could have just fucked up a lot of songs. But they made it work, and uh, I appreciate that, and I'm voting for this song because of that. I couldn't tell for sure from the lyrics whether or not this was sort of a, you know, a warrant cherry pie type, you know, topic. <laughs> and I, I, I was just, uh, uh, so... You know, they, I don't think they posted the lyrics, so it, it was kind of hard to tell exactly exactly what was going on. To me, it also a lot of the uh, instrumentation it sounded like a VST thumb piano or something, and uh, I liked it. It sounded a lot like toy instruments, and I was trying to think, what is that band that uses toy instru- instruments semi regularly? Like Brian would know. I think he tried to turn me onto them. Oh, uh, it's Pianosaurus. Pianosaurus, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I yeah. It reminded me a bit of that. That weird initial sound, though, at the very, very beginning of the song, it seemed kind of unnecessarily tacked on. Like maybe after doing most of the song, they they reread the optional challenge and said, oh, okay, we should put something weird in here. I I didn't get it. I think something kind of weird was tacked on to the ending, too. I don't recall. Yeah, I I didn't make any note about the end. 
But yeah, if they were going for an out of the box, then I don't think they went far enough. Um, I thought it was a very, very conventional song structure and progression. The vocal tracks are distorting too. You know, something's wrong with the microphones or the mixing. And that's an easy fix and it's important and it should have been done. But uh, I was wondering if maybe that was my headphones, but then I played it on my uh, computer speakers too and I could still hear the distorting. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I don't think you want the gain or the distortion coming from your microphone gain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's considered pleasant distortion. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love this warm distortion sound I get when I overdrive my microphone. Yeah. On <laughs> on one out of every 30 notes that I sing, if it was supposed to be on purpose, then make it noticeably on purpose. But if it's uh, not supposed to be on purpose, then just fix your settings. Yep. All right. Next up, we've got Paco Del Stinko. Oh my God, the lyrics! <laughs> the uh, did you uh, right away? I noticed that the first line is "I'll whip on those Berkeley boys one by one, two by two. <laughs> so I haven't checked in on the uh, fight for most prolific artist in a while. So uh-huh. I thought I'd check up on that. And um, Paco still maintains his one-song lead, and this is his 213th song. So wow. he's still winning. He's still got the bragging rights there. Yeah. Uh, reading the lyrics, the, the lyrics might be more or less mostly about that. Uh, or is that my imagination? You may be right about that. I remember trying to make sense of them, and I didn't quite get there. Yeah. The lyrics are great. <laughs> it's really, really, really fun. Uh, and fun guitar work, too. You know, it's a good, rocking, reliable, and maybe typical Paco Del Stinko song. And I mean typical in a good way, because yeah. I like Paco Del Stinko songs. But I have a also, sentence that goes, this <laughs> this is pretty typically Paco. Uh, also, not really outside the box. You no, know, it's, it's pretty I, I comfortably think, inside his box. Yeah, and I think that's a missed opportunity. You know, Paco definitely has the skill and the creativity to do something unconventional. I mean, he's done it plenty of times in the past. But he decided not to for this one for whatever reason. And I, I think, uh, again, missed opportunity. I think he really could have done something interesting and wild. And I would have liked to have hear, heard it. Again, it's like, uh, you know, I know optional is half of the phrase optional challenge. But come on, you know, if, you, if you're doing 213 songs, you can do something wild for, <laughs> for the number 213. <laughs> Especially if we're asking for it. Yeah, I don't think that's going to hurt his win ratio. Yeah. Some great guitar licks, though. Yeah. He's yeah, really definitely. getting down that Allman Brothers guitar sound. Absolutely, yeah. All right, let's see. Next up, we've got Pig Farmer Jr. I don't know why you would bake those cookies for me. I don't know why you would bake those cookies for me. You know I don't like peanut butter. Yeah, speaking of conventional. You know, yeah, I thought um, for sure this was just going to be one of these total, you know, G&G pig farmer songs that I was going to fall asleep through. 
But uh, yeah, I'm, I was really happy once it transitioned, you know, to a distorted guitar, some drums and bass, and then it got all rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's the the, the turnaround was. I, I thought that was amazing. It's like the song starts out as a drag, and I, I'm like, oh no, this this crap again. And then <laughs> I'm dreading the direction that it goes in, and then the the way you said you would part comes in, and I'm like, holy shit, he he turned it around. You yeah. know, it was really effective. It was that that change up did it for me. It really worked. I like how he leaned into the title too. Like yeah. I think lyrically it probably would have been slightly better if it was about a metaphorical inner sugary goo rather than a literal one. But yeah. you know, yeah. it was still pretty great. I think that it worked as is too because it does seem a little over serious. But, yeah, about someone you know, giving you a damn some, cookie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that, and he, and he's playing it straight. You know? he's, <laughs> yep. he's like, he's like going all in on it. And yeah, so I, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Great vocal performance too. I thought like, wow, Pig Farmer can really belt it out about the sugary goo. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was kind of amazing. It it does seem a little. I mean, so. Like, it seems so outside the norm for him, too, that, like, I was wondering how did it occur to him. I wonder if maybe he modeled it on some other song. And this is not me, you know, talking about uh, plagiarism or anything. This is me wondering if he was inspired by some other song that did something similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of an unusual structure, but it does have a logic to it. Like, it ends the same way it begins. Yeah. And it's also unusual for pig farmer, yeah. you know, not. Yeah. So and but I don't know, but I, I liked it. Yeah. Way to hop outside the box, too. Yeah, definitely. Definite yeah. vote from me. All right. Next up, we've got somebody named Seth. I got to throw my leg back over my ride. Got to melt all the sugary goo inside. I got to let my ambition overcome my pride and not be afraid to let my rhymes go wide. Got to stop worrying and do this thing. I got to sing the song. Maybe I'm a little scared to sing. Got to play the fool for I can play the king. And if it goes flop, got to let the flop ring. And I did a little digging on Seth, uh, and I'm going to give you some historical background here. And you probably know this, Ryan, being a songfighter from way, way back in the day. So Seth submitted songs to Songfight as Nobody at All. Am I pronouncing that right? At All? Yeah. At All, yeah. That started back in like 2010. And it was a, his uh, original songs were a lot like this song, you know, well-written, well-sung, well-performed G&G music. And in 2012, he really upped his game with slightly more instrumentation and like gorgeous harmonies and really improved production and mixing and mastering. Mm -hmm. And there was this couple month period in the middle of 2012 where he won like four fights in a row. Oh, wow. And that was during a time when every fight had like 10 or 15 entries. Mm. So, but now he's back. And let's see, uh, this first one is a throwback to his sort of former G&G style. But I think it's pretty great. The rhymes are good and funny and clever. And his singing and playing is, like, on point. And uh, some people don't like meta. But I feel like in this context, it totally works. Because everyone listening is in on the joke. 
Like, you know, pretty much the Song Fight audience totally understands what Song Fight is about. So the meta-ness, I think, I think works in this context. I love his conversational laid-back style, and I like this song right away, and I liked it every time I listened to it. And I really hope he sticks to his pledge to write another 19 Song Fight songs. Yeah. Because I want to hear them. And I encourage folks to go back into the archives and listen to some Nobody At All songs, especially that block from 2012. But they're all pretty good. Yeah, I thought this was a great vocal performance. You know, this guy can really sing. He's a real ringer. Um, I do wish it was more than just G&G. And uh, I do want to hear, I really hope he sticks to it and puts out another big group of songs. But I'm going to rant about something that I've ranted about before. And it's that goddamn lyric, got two hours to write and record. Now, you know I have a pet peeve with that sort of a comment, and it's it's that sort of excuse slash brag, you know, it's of two hours to, to do the song. And, it's like, and listen, though, you didn't have two hours. You had a whole week, just like everyone else. And if you're saying this is low quality because I only had two hours, or if you're saying I purposefully half-assed this and only gave myself two hours, or if you're saying... Uh, look what I can do in just two hours. You know, any of those options is a crappy sentiment. People make a big effort for song fight songs. So, so you know, uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy, man, no vote. Uh, it's a fine enough song, and uh, but I just hate those comments. Uh, plenty of people have made those sorts of comments, I know, so it's nothing new. But uh, it's a pet peeve of mine. You know, definitely keep submitting. I want to hear more uh, songs, but I'm most eager to hear what this guy can do that's more involved than just jerking it for two hours and then submitting the result. <laughs> right. Uh, I couldn't write those lyrics in two hours. Like, I sweat over lyrics and I just can't get them to be that funny and rhyme in that amount of time. So I'd uh. say he did a good job there. Yeah, I'm still annoyed. Yeah. And uh, every time I see those kinds of comments uh, on the boards or any time I see those comments in lyrics, I'm just going to just jam that <laughs> that no button. It's like, no. <laughs> no. Denied. <laughs> no, this, you were denied by the, vote. This is the way to, uh, to annoy somebody. So, yeah, yeah. No, I was pissed off. But hopefully but, next uh, time he'll spend roughly 10 days on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, we get a full 10 days for the next one. So, yeah, it's good. Cool. All right, so next up we've got Third Cat. I'm gonna take it slow Until I really know That you're almost there That I'm ready to share What is truly you The sugary Inside. That's some pretty guitar playing in there. Yeah, I like it when the, the beat comes in. You know, it starts out with just the, the voice and the guitar and then this kind of low bass, you know, uh, mild uh, beat comes in. And, and that's a, a nice little skillfully added addition. I guess. Yeah, I think the only percussion is like a lone kick drum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it works. Like, that's all you need, I guess. Yeah. So minimalist percussion. Yeah, it's uh, very pleasant. You know, it's a short song. They, they got to work on their endings, though. I know, you know. It was cut at the... It's like cut prematurely. Like, let it breathe a little bit at the end. 
we've, we've said this before. <laughs> Pay attention to the end. We listen to it all the way through. <laughs> I <laughs> promise a, you, we listen. There's a couple ways you can do it too, right? Like you can just like have all the instruments do a bang at the end and like make sure you grab that uh, symbol <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after you hit it. And, uh, and then just end with a bang. Or you can let that symbol like ride out for a good five or six seconds afterwards and fade into oblivion. Hell, yeah. you can even just do a slow fade. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you yeah. need a real ending. Like you got to be careful about that part. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to annoy somebody if there's, you know, an extra couple of seconds at the end of a track when there's nothing else happening. No, you know, movement of notes or anything. It's fine. Just just to let it go. And did you notice that there was a weird, like subtle phaser effect on his voice? At least I thought I heard something like that. Yeah, I think he's very judicious in the the kinds of sounds that he's creating and making and the effects that he's using. And, and that's good. Yeah. You can tell that it's uh, the, about the right length or there are some good things about keeping a song short. But because I know this is sort of cliched to say, but when it was over, I was not quite ready for it to be over. I could have heard more and I sort of wanted more. And maybe that's a good way to leave me. Yeah, it was it was much less than two minutes. Uh, the song. So, yeah, it was, I thought it was too short, too. All right. Next up, we've got Tim Hinkle. Spend a lifetime trying to be the best that I could be. My contributions still don't amount to much as far as I can see. I lay it all on the table offer myself to you Lay it all on the table The only thing that I can do So slip the sugary goo inside My veins slowly replacing all the blood Sweat And like my first note, like I didn't know what to think of this song right away, but the first note is, whoa. Like the fill going into the chorus is like all over the place. Like the drummer was drunk or something. Like mm-hmm. the the timing on some of that percussion was just bad and sloppy. I thought that was more or less on purpose. I think that he was trying to be outside the box. You know, the, the percussion throughout the verses is weird. Yeah. And I think that that is a purposeful attempt to be outside the box. Yeah, you know, like they like, wanted to lurch into the chorus rather than kind of smoothly go into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the percussion like th- throughout is throughout the verses anyway is is weird and sparse, and there's that big transition to this the the extra conventionality of of the choruses. But but yeah, I I, I thought that you know it's one of the few that uh, that really tried to be outside the box. Yeah, and I appreciated that. I thought it was good. Yeah, I think the weirdness and sort of tension and gloominess of the verses made the poppy chorus just pop that much more when it came in. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part of the song, uh, the, when it switches to the falsetto at the end of the cho- of each chorus. Yeah, I thought that was that was fun and neat. Yeah, his singing is really good. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was good. He can go super deep too, can't he? Wasn't he the guy that Micah commented on, you know, has a really, really deep voice? Yeah. Was that, it, I think that was the same guy. Yeah, and I think so too. it's like, it was great singing except for that one very, very, very low note. That, right, uh, which was, he, he kind of missed. Yeah, he got, he got most of it, but you need to get all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyhow. But yeah, this song is nicely weird, but still catchy. You know, definitely ace the challenge, the optional challenge. And uh, I thought it was a great job. Cool. All right, so I think the last song of the podcast here, we've got Vom Borden. There is a thick layer of reverb on Vom's vocals, and maybe like going outside of the box is playing with the reverb settings in his DAW. Maybe that's a slapback delay. I'm not really sure, but you notice it right away. The vocal sound is definitely different than what he's done before. It's interesting, but I'm not entirely sure that I like it. Yeah, well, not not just the the effects he puts on it though, but also his delivery. Yeah. It's both effected and affected. You know, it's uh, he's he's got the the vocal effects on it, but then he's also got this. Well, I think he's a, he's playing a character here. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know it's more like he's acting, but absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the lyrics to the song are dark and funny, and he sings them straight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, I love this song. I think, yeah. it's, you know, what I do sometimes when uh, the new po- songs are posted is, of course, you know, when you bring up the song fight front page, it shuffles the order. And what I do is I, I want to listen to all of them, you know, in one sitting and the first time through anyway, but I don't want to get stuck with something that I don't think is going to be good. So I usually just reshuffle until until something I want to hear probably anyway pops up. And this time around, the first thing that came up was, was Vom Vorten. And I'll say it, I think like everything else was comparably not as good, not as interesting to listen to. This was my favorite song of the fight. Are you familiar with this phenomenon called cute aggression? No. That's uh, this thing where you see something really cute and it's, you just you just want to squeeze the life out of it. It's so cute. <laughs> you know, I just want to go, tell me about the rabbits, Vom. Tell me about the rabbits. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, but no, apparently that's a real phenomenon. Like something gets cross-wired in the brain. You get this... I get this this dopamine rush from the cuteness, but it somehow triggers your aggression circuits and Oh, so it's like like people going up to babies and goes, Oh, I just want to eat your little feet. They're so cute. Nom nom <laughs> nom nom nom. Only that there's something in the back of the brain going, Yes, <laughs> do, it. <laughs> do it. Eat this child, you know you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I thought I, I thought the song does sound tonally, you know, different than typical Von Vorten. And even though the format, structure, and progression are very Von Vorten, so it's like I could hear a Von Vorten song in there. I could hear a typical Von Vorten song in the song. 
but with the choices and the delivery and of course the lyrics, you know, I think that Vom, you know, definitely met the optional challenge. It's funny and disturbing and, and just really, really well done. That affected vocal delivery, the staccato intonation, and I, I thought it was really selling it. And uh, and I just yeah, again, it was it was probably my favorite of the the fight. I just really enjoyed it. Have you voted already? No, I haven't. Okay, well, don't read the boards until you vote. Oh, until after I vote. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I promise. And uh, let's see. Oh, there's something else I wanted to mention. H- have you voted yet? I have not. Okay. Is the optional challenge going to come into effect at all for your voting? I think so. Yeah. It's nice to have criteria to sort of guide your hand a little bit. Yeah. With me, a lot of these songs were just fine, you know, and I'm going to stand on my own perverted principle. And this time around, I'm going to only vote for stuff that I thought met the challenge. Oh, uh, cool. Even though it was an optional challenge. And that means that that I'm going to be voting for Von Vorten and Tim Hinkle and uh, what was the other one? Midnight Yacht Club? No. No, it's um, Hot Life. Hot Life. Yeah. I, th- I think Midnight Yacht Club, it's, again, I think it, that, that one was pretty, pretty conventional. I mean, except for the weird sound in the beginning and maybe weird choice of some, not all, but some of the instruments. You know, the rest of it, the guitar, the uh, song structure, the melody – Everything I thought was super duper duper normal, very conventional, not anything new. All right. You got to add Pig Farmer to that list then. Hmm. I'll think about it. The The way that he approached it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I should probably vote for Pig Farmer. I don't know. It, it's not. It's not. When I think about outside the box, I typically, you know, you know, I'm not so much a, a lyrics guy and I'm more a feel guy and a sound guy. And in terms of sound, he didn't step out of the box all that much. But in terms of the lyrics and the song as a whole, I guess he really did, didn't he? Yeah, and it surprised both of us. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you've, you've convinced me. You uh, tastemaker. <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, let's see, do you have any shout-outs? Yeah, I think in the last podcast we forgot to shout-out to Brian and Alice. And uh, I wanted to do that. Uh, Brian, of course... Jerkatorium wouldn't exist without Brian, so we blame him. And uh, Alice, just thanks for being out there, and uh, we really appreciate uh, you, and we like your art, and um, yeah, just keep it up. Cool. I would like to give a much-needed shout-out to Lunkhead, the song fight fight master, who, you know, tirelessly labors behind the scenes to do a bunch of manual janky work to, like, make the song fight run. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Lunkhead, if you have any sway whatsoever with Berkeley social scene, get him to start meeting the optional challenges. <laughs> if the fight master has anything at all to do <laughs> with Berkeley social scene, <laughs> and I think he does. I think he does. And if he has anything to do with the optional challenges, uh, which he may or may not actually, but still, you know, you got nothing to lose. We'd also love to hear you sing more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, more shout-outs. I'd like to shout-out to my husband, Andre. Thank you for all of your love and support. I'd like to shout-out to my wife, Sarah, who is sick as a dog right now. So, here's here's hoping she gets better soon. Oh, man. It's worst time. Worst time to get sick. 
I hope she gets Although better. She, she will likely have a good excuse not to see family this holiday season. So there's that. Oh, man. Can you send me whatever she's got? <laughs> no. Totally, 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 totally joking. Totally, totally half joking. About yeah. I'll send you some a gob of something nasty with dry ice or something. Yeah, okay. I'll take it back. All right. Any more shout outs or anything? That's it. Let's call it. All right. Have a good one. Catch you on the flip-flop. Bye.